Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. In a courtroom at Huntsville, the county seat near Wakefield, a tense drama was taking place. The first day of the custody suit which centered about the baby son Kit Mead had brought back from California. David Bowman's testimony had been expected to be favorable to Bill, but had been largely discredited by George Farnsworth, the attorney Ben Calvert hired in Chicago. Your Honor, I wish to call the next witness. Proceed, Mr. McKillop. Miss Louise Thondike. Be seated, please, Miss Thondike. Raise your right hand, please. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. Your name, please. Miss Louise Thorndike. A little louder, please. Miss Louise Thorndike. And your occupation, Miss Thorndike? I'm a registered nurse. Where do you live, please? Well, you mean at present? Yes. I'm staying at the Brown Palace Hotel in Wakefield temporarily. I see. What was your place of residence prior to moving into the Brown Palace Hotel? I was living in Mr. Ben Calvert's home on 11th Street in Wakefield. You were employed by Mr. Calvert, were you not, Miss Thorndike? I was. What were your duties while you were in Mr. Calvert's employ? I took care of his grandson, Miss Calvert's baby boy. I see. Now, while you resided in the Calvert home, looking after the child there, you must have seen quite a good deal of Miss Calvert. Is that true? Well, not exactly, Mr. McKellop. Uh, what do you mean? Do you mean you did not see Miss Calvert very much? That's right. But she must have instructed you and told you what to do, and how to care for her child. Did you receive your instructions from her? No, I, I didn't. You see... Well, suppose you tell us in your own words what your daily routine was at the Calvert home. Well, in the morning, the baby was fed at seven. You gave the child his breakfast at seven, you say. Was Miss Calvert often present during this morning feeding? Oh, no, sir, never. Miss Calvert was never present when her son had his morning feeding. And yet, we're to believe that this young woman is a devoted mother and it... I object, Your Honor. Mr. McKillop's personal opinions have nothing whatever to do with a fair understanding of the case to be tried here today. Objection sustained. Mr. McKillop, you may proceed without registering your personal views, please. All right then, Miss Thorndike. After the baby had been fed, what did you do next? Well, of course, he had to be bathed and dressed. Then he had his morning nap. After his noon meal, we usually went for a walk. Oh, uh, just a moment, Miss Thorndike. Did Miss Calvert uh, help you in any of the activities you've just enumerated? Never. Never? That's right. When, when I first went to work there, I was surprised. You see, I was accustomed to mothers who showed some interest in their children. And Miss Calvert never paid any attention. I object. Objection sustained. The witness will please limit her remarks to the questions asked. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, now, Miss Thorndike, as I understand you to say, while you were caring for Miss Calvert's child, Miss Calvert <coughs> took no part in caring for the child, was rarely present during the feeding, bathing, or exercising of the infant, and gave you no instructions as to his care. Is that correct? Yes, it is. In other words... The care of Miss Calvert's child was solely your responsibility. Yes. And if you had not been a competent person for the integrity of your profession, it might have been possible for you to neglect the child when no one would have been the wiser. 
Now, is that true? Well, yes. Uh, Your Honor. Yes, Mr. Farnsworth? It seems to me that my opponent, Mr. McKillop, is taking a very odd line in his questioning of the witness. I object strenuously to his method. After all, if a woman hires the best possible person available to take care of a child and checks that person's record carefully, she has a right to expect the person she's hired to do a good job. Mr. McKillop's prejudiced assumption is that a mother's failure to stand over a nurse and see that she's doing things properly constitutes neglect. Well, that's absurd and unfounded. Furthermore, this woman was paid to do certain work. What reason, then, would Miss Calvert have for doing it herself if she... Uh, Your Honor, the question before us is to decide whether or not the defendant is a loving mother, deserving of and fit to have custody of her son. I have demonstrated that she has shown not the slightest interest in her child. Whether she paid to have the work done or not, it is logical to assume that her failure to do so indicates a lack of the natural and maternal... I object. Assumption. Objection sustained. <coughs> Miss McKillop, if you have further questions, you may proceed. Miss Thorndyke, I wish you'd tell the court in your own words of the conversation you overheard between Miss Calvert and her father, which impelled you to take the stand at my request today. I'd be glad to. <coughs> it, it was about two months ago, after dinner... I'd been down in the kitchen preparing the baby's food for the following day. I... I was going along the hall. The door to Mr. Calvert's study was open. As I went by, Miss Calvert was talking in a clear voice which carried to me as I went past. Uh, what did she say, Miss Thorndick? Try to remember the exact words. Miss Calvert said, I wish to heaven I'd never had the child. He's nothing but a burden and a nuisance. I've gotten so I hate the very sight of him. Thank you, Miss Thorndike. That will be all. Mr. Farnsworth bent toward Ben Calvert and his daughter, asked a question, to which Kit made a quick reply. Uh, Your Honor. I don't think you do. I have some questions I'd like to put to the witness, Your Honor. Proceed, Mr. Farnsworth. Uh, thank you. Uh, Miss Thorndike, have you ever been married... Why, why, yes. I see, you've been married. Have you any children? No. Oh, that's too bad. But you do love children, don't you, Miss Thorndike? Oh, yes, I love them very much. Yet you've never had any of your own. But surely you must have intended to at some time. Is that true? Yes, we... we always planned to. But you see, my husband was a Navy flyer in the war. He never... he was... I understand. I'm very sorry. Uh, Miss Thorndike, did you enjoy your residence with the Calverts? I mean, while you've lived there and worked as nurse to Miss Calvert's son? No, I, I didn't. I see. Now, why was that, Miss Thorndike? Was it because you and Miss Calvert had several disagreements from time to time? Well, yes, we, we did have. You see... Uh, just answer yes or no, if you please. Tell me, were the disagreements you and Miss Calvert had in connection with the care of her child? Well, yes, they were. Miss Calvert wanted to do things one way, you wanted to do them another. Is that it? Well, but it wasn't quite like that. You just said the disagreements you had pertained to taking care of the child, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, then, in other words, your relationship with Miss Calvert was not a happy one from your standpoint. <coughs> no, it wasn't. And yet you didn't resign until recently. That's rather strange, don't you think? Why didn't you resign, Miss Thorndike? Because... Because of the baby. I... I didn't want to leave him. 
I thought somebody should be there to take care of him. Well, didn't it occur to you that another nurse, probably as competent as yourself, could easily be hired? Yes, but it's upsetting to a child to be changed around. They get used to one person. I was afraid it would set him back. You see, he was never out of my sight, and you do get very attached to a baby when you look after him like that. It was as if I was his own... Yes, Miss Thorndyke? What were you going to say? Nothing. Nothing, that's all. No, Miss Thorndyke, it isn't all. You started to say it was as if I were his own mother. And the reason for that is that you wished you were his mother. Your own motherhood had been frustrated. And you resented Miss Calvert because the child was her child and not yours. I object. Thank you, Miss Thorndyke. That will be all. As Miss Thorndyke returned to her seat, looking drawn and disturbed, Aunt Marion left the exchanged a worried look. Everything Angus McKillop had built up, Ben's lawyer had managed to discredit and destroy. Perhaps after all, Angus would lose the case, and Ben Calvert's daughter would retain possession of the baby boy, toward whom Bill Meade felt so much paternal loyalty. But what none of them knew was the fact that the baby was neither Kit's nor Bill's. <laughs> 